Good morning, Boker Talk to everybody on this Erev Shabbos. What a week it has been for me. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. And our show is sponsored by Studio Ina in Woodming, New York. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My, my business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbat, Beyonce, Pesach, Sheva Brachot, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm happy to do it for you. I hope you will tune in every week and hear all about my exciting cooking adventures kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes. But I also like to hear from your about your kosher food experiences too, where you ate, what you made, what was good. Um, so please share it with me. Um, you can email me at naomi at nachamsegel.com. You can join my fan page on um, Facebook. It's My fan page is the Aussie Gourmet. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and also I have a newsletter through my website that you can sign up for, the AussieGourmet.com. In the bottom right-hand corner, you can sign up for my uh, newsletters. I only send out one a week. I just kind of let you know what's on my show. If you're not into the social media compound of everything in the, this day and age, I still can reach you through my newsletters. Um, so I can uh, send you recipes and what's, who's going to be the guests on my show and when I'm giving a free cooking class. So please, you know, stay in touch with me. Um, you know, it should be a conversation. So, and I always say, what do I always say, everyone? If you eat it, share it. So I've got some really big, exciting news for our listeners um, and for our show table for two. In the calendar year of 2014, Abels and Hyman and Hod Golan are going to be the sponsors for table for two for the entire year. How exciting is that? And in, in, it's in honor of their 60th anniversary and how better way to have a celebration is actually having a party. We're going to have a party. So next week I'm inviting all of our listeners to come down. Um, if you're local or maybe not so local, you might want to take a drive to Gormaglad and Cedarhurst and we're going to have a big kickoff event for the 60th anniversary of Abels and Hyman Hodgolan sponsorship of Table for Two in honor of their 60th um, anniversary. So please come down. Uh, Cedar, it's in Cedarhurst. Um, it's on Spru- on Spruce Street in the parking lot. Pretty easy to find, gomiglut.com. And it starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. And it's going to be supersized, so it's going till 10.30. And we're going to be having fabulous guests. Jay Booksbaum is going to be joining us from Royal Wines, giving us a wine tasting. So that's very exciting. He's got some great new wines for us to try. Um, and of course, Seth Levitt, the owner of Abels and Hyman, we're going to, you know, give him a whole uh, anniversary party and maybe have a lachaim with some of Jay's wines. Um, and then I'm going to do, be doing a cooking demo. We're going to have the wine tasting with everyone, giveaways. It's going to be so much fun. So please join us next, uh, Friday? No, is it next Friday? My gosh, everything's going so fast. <laughs> join us next Friday and that's January 3rd in Gormaglat in Cedarhurst. Um, so that's very exciting news for us. So we hope to see you all then. And if you can't make it down, you can actually watch us on the web. So that'll be uh, a lot of fun too if you're, uh, you know, out of out of town, like out of New York area or in Israel or in Australia, you can always watch watch us on the archives as well as listen to us. So that's that's really fun. Um, I'm going to be doing a cooking demonstration in Gormaglat Market in Borough Park for Aussie's Fish, January 13th. So if you are around, please come down. We had a lot of fun last time. When we did it in December, it was cold and snowing and raining, and we had a packed house. So nothing better to do on a rainy day. Come hang out with us. You know, you can't go for a walk. You can't do so much outdoors, but come join us in the uh, Gormaglat Market in Borough Park um, from 11.30 to 2.30. And, of course, there'll be recipes and, and um, you know, to give out and, of course, tasting. So you can basically come for lunch. So my food adventures this week were pretty Intense, I have to say. Um, so I, I, I'm going to kind of bring the what's for dinner segment in a little bit early in, onto my program because I did an incredible food adventure. I gave a cooking class to the High Lifeline program of the iShine, the iShine program. Now it's an incredible program. What they do is 
every child that, that participates in the iShine program, they get picked up from whatever schools in the five towns they go to. Um, they had kids from Darache and Halb and Haftar and all over the place. And they brought them to Haftar Preschool. And there they're met by every child gets their own volunteer and they do homework with the kids or play with them. Obviously, the younger kids don't have um, a lot of homework. Um, but they play with them and then they do an activity. So I was the activity. We did a pizza party. It was amazing. All the kids made pizza from scratch. So the What's for Dinner segment, which I'm going to put up now as part of my food adventure, was making these pizzas with 40 kids. So um, I'm going to put it on my website and on my uh, on my newsletter. But if you can grab pen and paper, this is the quickest, easiest pizza dough. It's a great Matze Shabbos activity. You know, like you've had Shalashitas and Shabbos is over at like 5.15 right now. And then 8 o'clock at night, you're like, Mommy, I'm hungry. That's what happens in my house. So now you can actually make pizza. You don't need a lot of ingredients for this easy dough. Uh, it's two teaspoons of dried yeast and one teaspoon of sugar and three quarters of a cup of warm water. You put all that together. You let it sit for about five minutes till it froths. Then you add two cups of flour, start mixing it, add a teaspoon of salt, mix it more, and a dough ball will form. It's that easy. You let the dough rise for, if you have half an hour, that's fine. If you're very impatient and the kids really want to start right away, you can just let it, you know, rise for five minutes. Put it in a, like a round pizza pan if you don't have one, a 9 by 13 pan or be like a focaccia. Throw on Geffen marinara sauce. That is my favorite. The Geffen classic marinara sauce is amazing. So I always have like five or six jars in my house. It's like ketchup for us at, at, um, at any one time. You pour the sauce on. Your grated cheese, and then, you know, all your fixings. My favorite in my family is onions, mushrooms, and pineapple. Yes, pineapple. And if you've never tried it, don't knock it because it's fabulous. It's very Australian. So when you, when, you know, if you have a can of tinned pineapple, canned pineapple in chunks, just drain out the liquid and throw on a few, and it's really good. So that was a really nice, um, program at, um, the iShine program. So, you know, I hope uh, every every kid there that comes to this program has either got a, I don't know if I said this earlier on, has a sick family member, either a sibling or a parent. And it's very hard to, you know, manage after school what to do. And, you know, sometimes mum's away in the, you know, away in the hospital with dad or vice versa or a sibling. And what do you do with the kids after school? So the iShine program, Kola Lifeline and iShine for putting this amazing program together. So another shout-out to a restaurant. Um, I was at Amsterdam Burger Company this week. Oh, my goodness. I had the breakfast burger. They are located, Amsterdam Burger Company. It's actually owned by Mike's, Mike's Bistro. It's one of his other restaurants. Um, I had the breakfast burger. Everybody's been talking about it um, with me for a long time. You know, what's your favorite restaurant? They'll say, have you gone to Amsterdam Burger? you got to try the breakfast burger. I tried the breakfast burger. It has a, um, a sunny-side-up egg, egg in it was absolutely magnificent. Um, so I just really big shout out. And the burger is actually made from grass-fed cow. You know my new obsession with that. So that was really, it really made a difference. So go up there and tell them that Naomi Nachman tried your hamburger. They might not know who I am, but tell them <laughs> you heard about it on her radio show table for two on the Nachum Siegel Network and that she was raving about it. So uh, that was a really great uh, night out with hubby. Burgers. There you go. <laughs> you don't, sometimes you don't need a big fat fancy steak. Sometimes you just need a big fat fancy hamburger. Um, and one more thing I just want to share um, from our sponsor. Our sponsor is Ina Studio Ina uh, in Woodmere, New York. She runs an incredible gym. She's been, you know, a guest on the show now a couple of times, and will continue to join us in the studio. Um, she wants to let everybody know that me and her, Ina and I. My gosh, my grammar's going out the window today. Um, about her, I call them my refueling cookies um, or recharge. My husband calls them the recharging cookies because um, I've been buying them by Ina at Ina's uh, in the studio and they are the most incredible cookies I've ever had in my life. I'm, I'm not such a big fan of the processed food or buying granola bars and eating them from the packets. I buy these um, cookies from Ina and she does ship them. So at the end of the show, I'm going to give you um, her shipping, um, her contact information that you can actually contact Ina to have them ship you these cookies. They are unbelievable. I'm going on and on about them. They've got Lots of fiber, 14 grams of protein. They've got no preservatives, full of whole oats and wheat germ. It crushes my appetite for hours, especially after like I do a lot of like spin classes there with Ina. And 
ate, that's what I kind of like eat afterwards to refuel. And she's always talking about what to eat after you exercise. These cookies were amazing. I bought like 20 of them. A lot of people, you know, people are, saw me um, buy like 20 of them and Ina took a picture and posted on Facebook and everyone's going, why were you buying so many cookies? Like my husband loves them. My kids love them. Um, so they're really good value and they're really good value because they keep your appetite suppressed for a very, very long time. Um, and they, you know, keep us going rather than a packet of chips. <laughs> um, we've had some cookbook giveaways in the last few months. Uh, we had Esty Kaffer's Cooking Inspired. And last month we had One Egg is a Fortune. And I forgot to mention the winner. The winner was Rachel Antososki of Teaneck, New Jersey. So uh, we sent her a copy of the book. You can actually buy the book through my website. Anyone who goes onto my website, scroll to the bottom and you'll see One Egg is a Fortune. And if you put in, I think, Aussie Gourmet into the coupon code, you get a really, really big reduction. So, um, you know, it's a great book and all the money goes to Tzedakah, um for uh, elder, the elder care in Australia. Um, uh, the winner of well, drum roll. Do we have a drum roll noise? Oh, ZK is the best. He's going to get me a drum roll noise. We had a giveaway last month. Um, that giveaway was uh, Paula Shoyer's Paula Shoyer's Holiday Kosher Cookbook winner is Aria Blount from Seattle, Washington. Woo! That was great. We could do that again. <laughs> Very cute, very cute. Um, so Aria Bladhouse won. Paula Shoyers, the kosher holiday baker. We will send that out to you in Seattle, Washington, probably right after the new year when every, all the publishers are back in the office. We will have another giveaway at the, towards the end of our show. So we've had a lot of food news this morning. I think maybe it's time to try to reach one of our guests. I am so lucky today because I've got two fabulous guests. My first guest is Honey Apfelbaum, otherwise known as Busy in Brooklyn. She's probably the busiest mum that I know. She actually got part of her training in the CKCA, which she'll going to talk to us about, which is the Kosher Culinary Institute in, in um, Brooklyn. Um, and they've actually got some amazing programs. I actually spoke with Arlette, who d- does a lot of their PR, um, along with Jesse, the owner. Um, but they've got some great classes. I just wanted to mention them before I bring Honey on because – you know, you can hear what you can become once once you've taken these classes. Um, they've got tons of re- recreational classes. Um, uh, they've got a class in, in, in macaroon baking. They've got a culinary boot camp, which I think I would like to do, a fondant and cake decorating, color baking. Many more classes are being um, added daily to their program. Um, they've got a big program, a professional culinary arts program and a pastry program this winter, actually starting very soon, January 6th and January 13th. Now, I know that most of the spots have already been filled, but they've got a couple of spots left. So if you are interested and they work with you with everything, you know, money or places to live or they're, they're an incredible group of people. Um, and just that, you know, they've had over 450 graduates um, and they really try to help place all their graduates in amazing jobs. So, uh, you know, they're, they're really, I taught there many years ago when they first started. I had a blast and I've just watched that school grow. So, you know, without further ado, I'd like to bring one of their amazing graduates onto the program. Busy in Brooklyn's Honey Applebaum. Thank you, Honey, for joining me on this Friday morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. It's, you know, I wanted to have you for quite a while, but, you know, it's been hard to, uh, for me to find the scheduling. Um, so you are a, you have a huge blog, right? Yes. Okay. How many? Do you know how many followers you have every week? Um, weekly. I mean, well, it's in the you know like tens of thousands. Oh now. my god, tens of thousands. Oh my god, honey, that's like every blogger's dream. Yes, but it's been a lot of, of work on my part, but I, I definitely love it, and it's great to have a following. So, so that's what I want to talk to you about. So let let's take a you know back a little. Um, have you always been a foodie? No, actually. Um, when I was growing up and whenever my mother wanted help in the kitchen, I would roll my eyes and say, you know, give me the laundry. I'll do the ironing. I don't want to help. You know, like I really, really didn't like cooking. Um, so that was left to my older sister. And um, when I did help for Shabbos and, you know, make salads, I always ended up screwing it up and putting too much sugar, too much salt. And um, I, I just didn't have it, you know. So when I got married, I had to get into it. And... Uh-huh. Um, 
I, I, I think my food was pretty decent when I got married, but over time I, I, you know, definitely got into it more and started really enjoying food and wanting to, you know, explore and develop my palate and make more gourmet food. And um, it's just, it's been a journey and um, something that I, I definitely enjoy. Right. It's, it's an incredible journey because you can watch your, on the website, like your stuff is so unique. Thank you. And and if you look through my back to my old stuff, you really could see that journey like evolve. Like my photography and my cooking has both, you know, have both changed so much over time. That's actually one of my questions because you know I was you know I was on the you know go to your website. I'm one of your thousands of followers, and I was on your website, and um, I'm always impressed with your pictures. I find you particularly out of all the great bloggers, and there are tons of great blogs out there. Yours, your pictures are standouts. How did you learn how to do that? Um, well, it's been a process. I, I definitely, ha- I have an eye, like, visually just for layout. I, I'm, I'm trained in graphic design. Okay, so, so you're, yeah, so you're I, creative. I that's what brought me to food to begin with because I really love making things look pretty on a plate. So I was drawn to food through that, and I think, you know, learning to cook evolved. But naturally, I definitely have that inclination. So um, with the photography, like the layout and, and making it look nice, and, you know, seeing food as beautiful came more naturally. Te- the technical aspects of using my camera, like, that came over time. So in the beginning, I started, you know, with taking pictures on automatic and using flash, which is any photographer will tell you is, like, the absolute worst thing you could do for food. Why? Because um, it shines back no at you. I was doing, so I, I started reading some books. I took a, 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 a small photography class, and um, I just, you know, continued to learn and... It's it's fun. I love it. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> it really you. shows. It's really and I like I like when you put your um your signature into the um you know the busy in Brooklyn. Yeah. You you do it always in such a cute way. The watermark. The watermark. That's yeah. what it's called. And and yeah. um, what about web design? Like, did you know web design from your experience being a graphic designer? Or did you have um, to learn yeah, all that yeah. HTML, I mean, I blah, blah, blah? You know, back in the day, years and years ago, I used to do it. And, um, yeah, so I did, I designed my own blog. And um, I've, like, now I'm, like, totally into the food thing, so I have no interest, in go, you know, in doing that anymore. <laughs> so it's definitely evolved into something completely different. Yeah, I, I, and you you do so much on, on the blog. You've got giveaways of other people's cookbooks. Yeah. Uh, do you have visions of writing your own book? I would like to, but um, I, I just I don't want to do the same you know thing that everyone has and giving my potato kugel recipe and my masucha recipe. You know, like I want something extremely different and modern and and sophisticated. Um, you know, and I, so it's a, it's a dream. But right now I, I have four little kids, so I don't. You know, it doesn't really fit into my schedule. But <laughs> I know they say it takes years to write a book. Yes, yeah, and 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 I really would want something like with a huge wow factor. You know, not like the standard cookbook. Right, right. Not, not that there aren't good cookbooks. Right, there, there are there fabulous are. books. I know like, it's so yeah. hard. <laughs> it is. It's really a lot of work. But I, I like have so many amazing ideas, and some of my best ideas I like don't post on the blog and I just save them because I'm like, maybe one day I'm going to write a cookbook and I just can't give this away, you know? So. Okay. No, it's good. It's good. Um, so here's, here's, here's a really, walk me through. Yeah. You get an idea for a recipe. You've got some great recipes, right? So I don't know which one you want to pick. The, the pumpkin soup that was recently on there or, or um, you know, something that you can think of from the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, from the idea from your head to the process of testing, Mm-hmm. photographing, and actually get onto the blog. How long does that take? Um, well, usually I the, the things that I post, I've probably, you know, photographed and made the recipe like maybe a month before or something. I'm, I'm, I'm always like taking things out from my, my, my folder of like stored recipes because I can't work like some people, they make dinner and then they post it. But right. I like to know that I, I have a bunch of things and I, and I can't work that way because – I don't know when I'm going to have the opportunity, you know, to, to blog about it. So I'll take like one day every once in a while and I'll just cook a lot that day. Like I'll make three recipes or four recipes at once. Right. And I'll usually invite a friend over to come, you know, Hang enjoy out. and eat or, um, you know, 
have family come take all the leftovers because I don't want all that food in the house. Right. Um, so, you know, like yesterday, yesterday I, I, um, I just like in the middle of the night, so I just had a baby. So like, oh, I'm up, yeah, thank you. Very He's nice. about two months old. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So I'm like up in the middle of the night nursing and like, I'm just like dreaming of recipes in my head. Um, <laughs> so I, like, I know all about that. Me and I'm like emailing myself ideas. Anyway, so I just woke up yesterday morning. I decided I didn't even think that I was going to, you know, be cooking that day. Um, and I didn't even, like, go shopping. It was just whatever was in my fridge. And I decided I had this idea to make um, s'mores chocolate uh, oatmeal. Mm, so, nice. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, basically, I mean, that was it's a pretty easy recipe because, you know, I just added cocoa powder and sugar and vanilla to my to standard oatmeal. And um, I put some marshmallows on top, put it in the broiler to get, you know, give it toasted, put some crushed graham crackers and chocolate syrup. Um, so that was pretty straightforward. There wasn't a lot, you know, as far as developing the recipe involved. Um, then I put it out in ramekins. I took the pictures and I have it, you know, I, I Instagram it and I always, you know, put up a tease on my Facebook page and a lot of people are really excited about the recipe. And, um, I'll, I'll post it, you know, in the coming weeks. So that's how that happened. And then I went on to make um, two other recipes for a salad dressing and for a salad just because I wanted to make myself a healthy lunch. And so um, I have that too. So it really depends on the recipe. So some things like you mentioned the, the pumpkin, it's actually a pumpkin pot pie that I baked into a pumpkin. Right. Um, right, on the blog. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Um, I mean, I Wait, I is that the, with the puff advanced, pastry on top? I, that, was Sorry? that the one with the puff pastry on top? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. That, brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. So I did that for like kind of, a, you know, the Thanksgiving coming up and um, the, the whole fall pumpkin thing. So right. I just thought of doing uh, a chicken pot pie because that's real, you know, full comfort food that you just imagine sitting at a fireplace and eating it. Um, I, so I said I'll, I'll bake it actually into a pumpkin. So clever. Thought yes. that was genius. So, um, I mean, I guess, like, I don't really make things more than once for the blog. I, as I'm cooking, I write it down, and I write down the recipe, um, and, you know, I'm tasting it and make any adjustments that are necessary. So once in a while, I do have a flop. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because, you know, I, I, do, I do a lot of recipe testing and recipe development, and once in a while, there's a bomb. It definitely is. It, <laughs> it definitely happens. Um, I, I'm happy to say that not very often. But, <laughs> Good, you know, yeah. Obviously, I'm not. I, I'm not posting about those failures, but I'm. I'm human, and it definitely. It definitely happens. Yeah, I, I made actually spaghetti bolognese in Australia. My dad, my family calls it spag bowl. You know, we if, we try to shorten everything in Australia. That's so we made we made spaghetti bolognese, and I had this great idea. You know, I like rich food full of flavor, so I started sautéing an onion, and then I added in oregano and basil. I know I okay. say it funny, oregano, it's oregano. Right. So okay. I added that in early when I was sautéing the onion because I thought it would make it richer flavor. Uh-huh. It was disgusting. Did you put fresh? I, no, I used dried. Oh, I think dried. either I okay. used too much and breaking the, the um, dried herbs early down early can often create a great flavor into whatever you're making. Right. But in this, it was either I used too much or maybe it was not the not right technique mm-hmm. for this recipe, but it was all you could taste was oregano and basil, and I kept adding more sugar and more marinara sauce and more and more meat. Nothing could take away that really sharp, you know. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, you know. Sometimes you just need a pinch of it to just enhance the flavor and pop right, out the meat flavor. Right. I had way too much in there, and I was so excited about this is going to be such a great idea. I'm going to mention how I sweated with my onions, the oregano, mm-hmm. and like, yuck. Wow. So, you know, every once in a while we have a little disaster, but overall, you know. Right, yep. And your That's family's funny. the biggest critics, right? Yes, I say my kids are my little taste testers. Um I actually did a cooking demo in the summer. My daughter keeps asking me, why did you call us taste testers? Because she was sitting in the audience. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, but they're definitely, they're little kids, so they're picky. So like things that I'm putting on my blog are definitely not necessarily things that they'll eat, you know, because I think they're just, it seems to me that they're getting pickier by the day. So like I have to make them kitty food, you know, so spaghetti and meatballs, which I made last night and then they decide that they don't like meatballs anymore. Oh no! (laughs) No. 
My, um, my kids eat really well. They love to eat. And people say, what did you do that, you know, your kids eat well? So I said I started them young, eating really good food, like salmon and like steak from very young ages. Mm-hmm. But like you're, you're a good cook and, and you're telling me that it's really not always true. Right. I, like, I, yeah. I mean, look, I definitely, I think with my oldest, I, I didn't understand like, like things I, I assumed she wouldn't like to eat. I didn't feed her. Like, but I learned after that with my other kids that if you don't introduce these foods, they're never going to develop a taste for it. So right. My, my other kids eat much more than my oldest one. My oldest one is very, very picky. Um, and she's also old, always changing what she likes to eat. Like the meatballs used to be her favorite dinner, and last night she said she doesn't like it anymore. Yeah, so, we, we, they're a little fickle, kids like that. Yes, they definitely are. So um, she ended up eating peanut butter and jelly. Everyone else ate, ate the meatballs. <laughs> right. Uh, I always say, go get a bowl of cereal. This is not a restaurant. Come on, how many times did our mother say that to us? I know. So, and you know what? I made I made a soup. I made um, sweet potatoes also as a side in the oven. But she wouldn't eat anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm not making you special food. If you want to make yourself peanut butter and jelly sandwich, go right ahead. Once in a while, my kids will go, you're a chef. Can't you just create something else? I'm like, yeah, yeah but six well, o'clock. No, and- I don't want, yeah, and I had spent the whole day in the, in the kitchen in the when kitchen. we were in school, you know, just cooking up. Those other recipes I mentioned. So I was definitely not about to make a whole nope. other dinner. And they have to learn. They have to learn. Eat it or, you know, yeah, starve or have, have peanut butter. I time with that. And I also find that when my kids are going to bed at night, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And, like, as a mom, you just you want to say, okay, you can eat something. But I know that they ate dinner, and I know that they just don't want to go to sleep. So yeah. It's just a tactic, you know, to delay. If the milk across, they have a glass of milk because that's, like, Filling milk. But right. Already. I don't even think they're really hungry. They just don't want to go to bed, you know? <laughs> anyway. It's nice to hear that we all have the same thing going yes, on, you know, with yes. food, professionally, and with young families. So yes. uh, it's it's uh, always a lot of fun talking about food. Honey, you've been amazing. You've shared so much with us. I really appreciate you taking time out on it. I'm sure a Friday morning is really busy for you. Do you sell food like I do? Like, do you do personal chef stuff? No. You just, you know, you just do the blogs? Yes. Um, how often do you post? Um, I like, post twice a week. Okay. I, I, I'm probably catching you once a week. What do you mean? I, I, oh, like, I go on, like, I try to go yeah. on once a week to see right. what, what great ideas you have for me to cook that week. Sorry? I try to go on at least once a week to see what's going on with you. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's good. Keep it up. We love doing it. A lot of people are asking, you know, emailing me saying, you know, we want family-friendly food or budgets, cooking on a budget, cooking Shabbos on a budget, you know. So, uh I'm always trying to look for great ideas on that as well. So I come to your website, look around, poke around your website. Um, That's great. For for those of you who are not familiar with Honey, um, it's www.busyinbrooklyn.com. I got it right? Yep. Um, And then, you know, just have a look and uh, get some great recipes and you can be in touch with her through her website as well. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Honey. Have a great Shabbos. You too. Good Shabbos. Okay. That was Honey Applebaum, Erev Shabbos. Okay, thank you, Honey, for, for joining me. It was great. Always great to hear from uh, other food people and other food, you know, in the industry for me. I learn a lot from everybody and, you know, uh, it's nice to have uh, guests on to share with, with all our listeners. Um, our show is sponsored by today by Studio Ina. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, I'm very lucky that I was, you know, I work with a great team over here and I had an idea, couple, well, right at the beginning when we started Table for Two, about almost a year ago, that I had to have Jamie Geller on. And it's, she's one of them, you know, we'll talk about busy, busy in Brooklyn and how busy she is, but Jamie Geller's actually busy around the world. You know, we'll call her busy in Israel right now. Um, so I really wanted to have Jamie on the show and finally we decided we're going to make it this week. So, ZK and I met earlier on in the week so we could actually record an interview with Jamie because I can't do a – sometimes, you know, I take my iPhone and you've heard me do uh, interviews with my MP3 app with restaurant owners like Claire um, from uh, New Haven or out in uh, Oxnard, but I can't really do that with Jamie being in Israel. So thank you, ZK, for joining me earlier on this week uh, to, to meet with Jamie, and we're going to uh, – Play that interview because, you know, it's uh, Friday. Unfortunately, it's the winter time in Israel. If it, wouldn't, it, was, if it was not winter, you know, Shabbos would start at 8 o'clock and it wouldn't matter. But it's already, you know, it would have already been Shabbos in Israel. So uh, we came in and we met earlier on this week. Uh, so uh, I'm going to play that interview in just a couple of seconds. We're going to line that up. 
Okay, we're ready. And hello, hello, Jamie. Hi, Naomi. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm Thank so you. Happy to be on your show. Thank you, Jamie. It's it's crazy how long it took us to get there here <laughs> for us two to I coordinate. Know, it's really, really crazy considering how much we both wanted to do it. So I thank you for being so patient with me and for wanting to have me because I really it's an honor to be here. It's my it's it's really our pleasure and our honor. You know, I've been a fan of Jamie since um, I first heard about you when oh, I the first mo- mutual. Please, Naomi. <laughs> thank you. When I first moved. <laughs> to the five towns I'd pick up the five town Jewish times and there would be an article by this young bride um, Jamie Geller with a recipe and I'd rip them out yeah ha- I remember de- definitely there was a salmon one with a dill mayonnaise recipe and I'm sure that ended up in quick and kosher and I yeah, would always you have such a good memory this is going back like ten years like eight years a- eight to nine years yep, yep. yeah so I-, I remember that and and then you know you just I watched you grow and grow on kosher.com and now Joy of Kosher and then everything. It's just been an incredible journey for you. It's been incredible. We have to thank Hashem a million and one times, mm-hmm. and it's really, really been incredible. And it's wonderful to have been on this ride together with you because to watch you grow now and for you to have your own fabulous, popular, amazing show and your catering business and everything just flourishing for you too. So the feelings are really mutual, and we really did this together. So thank uh, it's you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's nice to be included along joy with you and Joy of Kosher. Um, let's talk a little bit for. Some of my guests might not be. I don't know how that's possible if you're living on planet Earth not to have heard of Jamie Geller. But let's take it a step back because you were not always a cook. Right. So can we just, I know, you know, a lot of people do know, but, you know, I want to fill them in. Okay. So I like to, you know, people think, oh, are you insulted? You know, you're known as the bride who knew nothing. And it's like, no, I gave myself that name. So it's totally okay (laughs) to use it. But literally, you know, when I got married, I didn't know the difference between a spatula and a saucepan. And I didn't really care, you know, like, so long story short, my mother raised me to be the first woman Jewish president of the United States. (laughs) Not some like, you know, barefoot pregnant, you know, balabusta in the kitchen kind of thing. And uh, I had a really promising career as a television producer for CNN and then for HBO and, and you know I wasn't I didn't grow up from and I wasn't from and then later on I became from and I got married and my husband was like what's for dinner and I looked at him I'm like I don't know you tell me and that's how it all began that's incredible because my husband's still like what's for dinner because he's still <laughs> oh, no, we still are saying what's for dinner that hasn't ended and the crazy part is like this dinner thing it keeps coming I know night, and now you've got these kids that are also want to know what's for dinner it's like gosh somebody help me you know it's so, so um, that funny part hasn't changed but that's just where it all began right know? right we we actually have a segment on this radio show called what's for dinner because every day at four o'clock I literally get a text from my daughter Eliana what's for dinner so we've oh, named a segment. It's before because my kids in the morning already want to know what's for dinner. It's like they might not come home if they don't like what I say. You know? I know. It's funny. Or sometimes if they're starting at a friend's house, they want to know what I'm making because if they if it's good, then they'll come home. If not, they'll eat there. Totally, right? It's too funny. It's like, you know, we always talk about, so, you know, we're just like so typical. My husband and I will be at a meal we can't even breathe. I'm already talking about, like, you know, what's at the next meal and what we're going to eat. And it starts at a young age already. We see with the kids. I want to know what's for dinner here, what's for dinner there, what are we eating now, what are we eating later. And you always have to tell the kids, this is dinner. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, even if they eat it and they're full, but they didn't recognize that it was dinner, you may have to feed them again. So. Like, like when I tell my kids they better eat shalashitas because this is dinner, and yeah. all my friends imitate me go, this is dinner. Nothing, kids. This totally. is your dinner. Or, I have to try it your way. Maybe they'll listen better. This is dinner. Dinner, so, and then you know? they'll eat. But they kind of like block out the accent now. Right. It's so cute still. I think it's like fabulous, and you're, you're lucky to have it going for you. Yeah, it's it's funny, right? Not a day has gone by in my life for 22 years in the United States that no one, you know, people will comment on my accent. It's really right. weird. That's a great one. It's such a good one, too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell me about how's life in Israel? How's it, how's it all going over there? Oh, it is amazing. I was just saying to my husband last night, like, I really feel like it's such a fuller life. I mean, in general, life becomes, and then he and he did, you know, correct me by saying, like, okay, our life is getting busier because the kids are getting older and the right. days are getting longer. And it's in general getting fuller. But it just feels so purposeful and so beautiful and so amazing. And, you know, like, not a day goes by where I don't thank Hashem that I'm living here. And it's such, such a bracha. And we get to share, I feel like I get to share a lot of that with you um, on your website and on your Joy of Israel um, yeah. 
Uh, is it a website or it's kind of like a well, video it's, um, video I mean, it's a episode series? Uh, it does air on JLTV as well on Monday nights in prime time. But it, I did, you know, I did the Joy of Alias series, as every oh, some people might know, um, where we did like a real time ten part uh, web series where we followed my family making Aliyah. Right. And thank God it's gotten over I don't know over two hundred thousand views. Unbelievable. It's really, and it's still growing and growing. Obviously, it's like an evergreen story. You know, any year, even though we did it. Last year, you know, everyone who's making Aliyah this year or people that are just interested in the topic continue to watch it. And it got such an incredible, such incredible feedback. And people obviously actually made Aliyah from it. And people stopped me crying about it. And everyone said, you know, Aliyah doesn't end when you land. Like, right. that's only the beginning. Like, show us your everyday life. Show us what you're doing. Show us more about Israel. Like, people sort of fell in love with the idea of moving here from that series. So we continued with a series called Joy of Israel. And how do we watch that? Is it, is it through a special web um, you, like YouTube channel or? Right. So, okay. So we have uh, a special YouTube channel called youtube.com slash joy of kosher where you can find all of my cooking videos. I have tons of how-to cooking videos. Yep. Yeah, they're great. Crap. Yeah. And then the Joy of Ali and the Joy of Israel. Of course, on our website, joyofkosher.com. And the Joy of Israel, the great thing about it, it's a food and travel show. Mm. So it showcases Israel from that angle and then not, you know, from like religion and politics and war and not that kind of stuff. Like just the yummy, fabulous, delicious, entertaining stuff. And then, of course, a little bit of, you know, reality thrown in, you know, just us living our life here. And it's, it's super duper fun. And we actually... See, you miss all the good stuff, Naomi. We just had a huge screening uh, at the Jerusalem Jewish Film Festival over Hanukkah. Uh, it was 250 people, and we had over, like room four in the theater. We had the largest theater where we screened The Joy of Israel, and we did a book launch for my new book, Joy of Kosher. And, uh, and we had over 300 people on the coldest, rainiest night. Like, it was oversold, and you couldn't move, and we had wine and chocolate and sushi and, like, food from some of the most I'm fabulous. I'm crying. Yeah, Gabriel, <laughs> one of the most fabulous kosher restaurants in Yerushalayim. Which one? What was it called? What was it called? Uh, Gabriel. Okay. Gabriel. Oh, it's fantastic. And okay. then we had it from a new uh, sushi place called Bodega out in Efrat, and then we had a grape from the Jerusalem Wine Club sponsored the wine. It was an incredible, incredible evening. So uh, it's been a lot of fun doing doing fun stuff. Oh, my God. You know, my favorite place on this earth is Machane Yehuda. Uh, you know, I, I totally agree. I, to- I love it. Like, I love it. I mean, I love everything in Israel, but I love Machana Yehuda. And the last episode of Joy of Aliyah, I visited Machana Yehuda with my friend Malka. It is just fantabulous. Yeah, I, I, it's for me, it's like the center, uh, outside of the Kota, which I always call, my kids right. know I call it the center of the universe. Right, um, totally. Is, uh, Machana Yehuda because the piles of spices and the smells, and it's, it's really, you know, when I went to seminary 25 years ago, I can't believe I'm even saying that. I went to the now not, not defunct. How, how come you went when you were a five now? I, mean, I know, I know. I was a genius, a genius. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so, so, um, when I went, I, you know, I went to Machon God, which was really like a 10 minute walk from Machon Yehuda and it wasn't so clean. It wasn't so nice. You know, mm-hmm. didn't have so many restaurants. It sold meat and fish and vegetables and gum, those gummy snakes that I love. So, I love that too. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so, you know, now it is unbelievable. It's clean, much cleaner than what it was. Um, and it's, it's just, it's really the restaurants and they're amazing restaurants. The best restaurant there is Pasta Buster. Everybody talks. You know, I have not eaten there yet. I Jamie. I have one business meeting there, and then for whatever reason, it got rescheduled somewhere else. So I've never made it there You've yet. You've got to go there and have the coconut curry sauce with fettuccine. Well, you, what do you order? That sounds yeah. divine. Okay. All, all of the people that are listening to that, you know, to this to this show, um, you know, please go there um, and order the creamy uh, – no, coconut curry. I'm hoping they'll still have it sauce. And you get to pick um, – all the different cheeses, so I picked goat cheese because all my listeners know I'm obsessed with goat cheese, and Me I had too. it with fettuccine. Like twins separated at birth. I know, I know, right? <laughs> love goat cheese. Go- love goat cheese. So, so um, and then we had it, and my I took my family. We were there for Pesach, and we we all six of us like after we went to the kotel, we made a beeline for Machane Huda and straight to Pasta Basta. Were well, you ate Pasta Basta on Pesach? No, we, we no because we got there a few days before. Uh, I'm sorry, I failed to mention sure. that we didn't land story. on Pesach. Yeah, we went there like five days before to get Pesach set up. Well, we hung out on Pesach. Now we in did in Israel and Tveria. David Wallace's Eddie's Kosher Travelers at their yeah. at their amazing program. Yeah, where we ate our oh, we ate like insane. 
Oh my gosh, it's like a cruise. It's like really like stuff your belly with the most delicious food. Like it doesn't even feel like it's Pesach. It did not feel like Pesach. Still, if you can believe it, working off the Pesach weight. I'm not even joking. I know, and it's coming up. I know people do not want to hear that. I was like, I must go into Pesach the same weight I was last year going into Pesach. It's like still a a struggle. It's crazy, but go past a bus. And the other thing that I love there is the fish and chips. They oh, just don't do that here. That's, okay, so those are the two things that you recommend. Yeah, so if you're going to go um, to Machane Huda and you're ready for lunch, right. there, I mean, there are so many great things to eat there. But, Aren't we always ready for lunch? Uh, I'm always ready for. I'm always ready to <laughs> eat. Remember, I'm about, my, my catchphrase on my radio show is, I'm about all the food all the time. And literally. <laughs> totally. Oh, I love it. I totally love it. Like, I'm always ready to eat. But I'm not a nasha. I don't know about you, but I'm completely not a nasha. I'm not a crazy nasher either. Actually. I want food. I love food. And my thing, my big thing, is I only like to eat sitting down. If it could be the most amazing thing ever, if I have to eat it standing up, I won't eat it oh, because I like to enjoy my food. <laughs> and my husband actually likes to eat standing up. Like he likes it. Like it's like his thing. Like he'll lean up against the counter and eat like even a plate. Like obviously he can't eat something that requires a knife, but like a plate and a fork. And I'm always like, sit down. And he's like, no, I like it. I'm like, sit down. You're making me nervous. So you must like schmorgs. You know, uh, I guess we fall into that same category. Not a nasher, and definitely like to sit and dine, whatever it is. You know, and and it needs no, no meal is complete now. I have learned this from my friend Jay Booksbaum. No meal is complete without a glass of wine. So now we have the same friends? What's up with that? Yeah, I know. Jay, Jay Booksbaum <laughs> is a regular on my and show. He taught me also so much about wine. And I, I've done a lot of pairings in my previous books, but this new book, uh, Joy of Kosher, Fast yeah. Fresh Family Recipes, has a wine pairing for each recipe. And it explains to you why the wine is paired with the recipe so that like, you really can start to learn a lot about it because that enhances the food, the company, the time, the evening, everything about it. Yeah, I, I love wine. And, and I just should mention um, this week the Kosher Food and Wine Expo sent out their uh, email saying, we're on. It's You can buy your tickets. I don't know if you're coming in for that event. Are you kidding me? I, I came in last year. Last year was my first right, year. Right, right. I think me, there's a few things on my list they must come in for. Me and the Melinda drive you home. Yep. KFWE. And now, of course, this year. I I'm love it. For KFWE, so we'll get to hang out again. It's my favorite food and wine event for the year. It's like my favorite kosher food event. I love it. I cannot wait to go. Uh, I think that's February 24th. If you want to get your tickets, go online, W uh, Kosher Food and Wine Expo. But it's the initials, K-F-W-E-2014. Yeah, I got that right. And I haven't had anything to drink this morning. <laughs> Except my issue is there also it's a standing event. It's a standing event, and yeah. I love it. And, you know, but like I would but love, it's, it's love small to bites. sit down and enjoy all the yummy food. And you know what's really cool about it? They have a yacht. Because it's been so popular yeah. and they need to make it bigger, but they don't want to really move the event because it's such a great location. It's fabulous. They, they're making all the desserts and the wa- dessert wines and cocktails off on a dock. I know. A I'm yacht, so excited yacht. about that because I don't mind to walk for dessert. Dessert's my favorite meal. I'll go the part of the meal, so I'll go wherever I need to go to get it. And uh, I'm really excited because that maybe will like open it up a little bit. And maybe there'll even be more uh, savory foods represented as well in the main room. Yeah, I like I like the wine part, but I definitely like I love being a huge foodie. I love the food. I have the right. high end restaurants. Now I haven't gotten a list yet of what restaurants will be there. In the past, they've had La Marais and they've had. Um, uh, Prime Grill, um, David Kolotkin's been there, and right. um, uh, Ari White has been there right. with well, all his briskets. Say, so Ari White and Gemstone Catering, you know, they catered my book party yep, in yep. that we had a few months ago for the launch of uh, my new book. Yeah, which and we'll talk about. The reason they did is was that last year's KFWE, they blew me away. Chef Ari White and Gemstone, it was like, I thought, I don't know what you felt, Naomi, but like I thought they were one of the, I mean, I obviously thought they were the best. Um, you know, representation in terms of food at KFWE last year. And they also did the special food on behalf of Royal for the press hours that happened before. Yeah, yeah, they were there. The public I was there. ticketed public. So obviously other people agree. And because of that, you know, Ari did my book party and it was fantastic. Yeah, he, he was, he's really fantastic. Um, yeah. I love, I love his food. I, I, you know, I've had him as a guest on the show. I've been able to pin him down and he was, he was a guest on the show. Um, so that was really, I took my mum to one of his events. Um, you know, the Sundays where he has his pop up oh, and she because in australia we don't really have all this smoked meat barbecue so you know we took her to have some she was quite impressed because my mom I met your mom at one kosher fest a few years yeah, ago yeah 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 my, my, my mom she that was her kosher i would love my parents to come in because my dad especially is a big wine 
drinker. He would love the right. kosher food and wine show, but it's not meant to be because they're coming for Pesach. So I don't think right. he can. So you're not coming back to Israel for Pesach? No, my daughter was there last year, so we were in Sam. Ah. So that's why we were there. But I have a daughter in 11th grade and a daughter in 10th grade. So we'll be there a lot in the next couple of years. So I get to so see, we'll see you soon. Yeah, and I'll get to see you on your turf a little bit. We'll do a show yeah. from Israel together. Oh, that would be so much fun. We should do it from Pasta Basta. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't want to have to wait two, three years to get there. ZK's so nodding. Do we like before you come just to make sure it's still good? I know, right? Yeah. ZK, we're going to go to Israel and eat a pasta basta. He just came back. He had a crazy trip last week. Fish and chips. Big. I'm getting. I'm getting a big smile from and the thumbs up. Fish and chips. Okay. okay. So he says it's still good. Okay, oh well, yeah. Well, thumbs just, up. I'd like to just confirm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll go take there. His word, but I'll I'll go taste test and, as well. And they had. You know what was really cool? We had a, had a beer with a pasta. And that this really nice European beer. I couldn't remember what it was, and it really went well together. Oh, so, really? It's yeah. funny. So we went, I was telling you, there's this fabulous new restaurant in Efrat called Bodega Sushi in Plancha, and it's like sushi and Mexican food, and it's really cool and really cozy. So my husband and I went last night. We got a babysitter last minute, oh, and we went. And uh, he got, I mean, I was driving, so he was drinking. So he got a Scottish ale. Uh, he tried a few different beers, and he got a Scottish ale, and it was really yum. So it's interesting that you said you had the beer with the pasta. We had the beer with the Mexican last night. Right, it really right. It's, it's great how you can do uh, a lot of beer pairings. We actually want to do a beer and cheese pairing with Jay, uh, with, with that Jay and Brent. Do you know Brent oh, Delman from the, the cheese guy. com? Yeah, the cheese guy. So he's also been a guest. He was actually on last week with Jay and we did a winter wine and cheese pairing, but we were talking about doing a beer and cheese pairing because apparently that's fabulous also. Well, I'm sure it's fabulous, and I like it's like a little less stuffy. It's cool, you know, I'm yeah, a little more laid back. Right, it feels like more picnicky. Like wine and cheese sounds so like high heels and martinis right. and all that, you know. Um, <laughs> totally. A cheese and beer is like you know picnic on the ground. So um, yeah, yeah, I like it. I love how that sounds. So we have to talk about your book. We got to oh, talk about that. We got to talk about book number three. Lucky you, three, three cookbooks. Yeah. So I ha- I've had, uh, you know been with you a long time you know followed you along and we've been friends yeah right keep them coming um so you know the first book is was great the second book was great but the third book is really something i, I love what this do you book. think naomi because we haven't spoken since you got it like what okay you really like okay so because well, it's very different you it's, know it's different from the other books it's shorter i like that it's a little smaller because right. the, the other books were, are quite large um right. they take up my almost my whole shelf space you know uh lengthwise or yeah lengthwise this is a little shorter i love that everything has a gorgeous color picture because i don't believe you can do a great cookbook these days without the color picture right you can um but i have to just mention to you two recipes which to me were shout outs from your things that i made um that I, I catered a small holiday party for um, a family business um, around Thanksgiving time, right after Thanksgiving. I made the latkes with a caviar, with a with uh, a sour cream, but I was make I had to make it parve. So I kind uh, of. I, I, so what did you do? The tofu sour cream. So I used the tofu sour cream. I added a little lemon juice to give it that sour cream, right. like a little bit more authentic taste. Right. Um, and maybe I think a pinch of sugar to make it sweet. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, I just, you know, mix it together and put the, the lacquers and I made them very small. They were literally bite-sized, maybe a little oh, bit bigger. Like, oh, I love it. So elegant. I love minis. I think that that's really, when you want to dress things up, like that's really one fabulous way to do it. Think hors d'oeuvres, think pass-arounds, think individual portions. So I love that I love idea. it. It was great. We served it on a beautiful um Silver platter. They got it breezy. I don't know if you've met breezy. Do you know oh, breezy? Of course, I did the cupcake. Um, oh, of course. Event at her place yes, of course. Last so year. So and it was so much fun. And she's like so delicious and sweet. And she's great. I totally love her. Yes. So breezy was um, is amazing. And she she had given me this beautiful platter um, recently when we did um, our show. We did a live show at AHC, and breezy sponsored all the dishes. And that wow. we served our food on, and I, I, she said I could keep one, so I, I got this gorgeous one with handles, silver with like um, rhinestones around the edges, and I put the um, little tiny, it was like a little bit bigger than a quarter of um, latka, and then I put wow. a little dollop of sour cream, my parva sour cream, and then I got orange caviar. Oh, the ikura, uh, the like the wait, the large or the small? It was tiny, little tiny, tiny, tiny like you see on the outside of a sushi. Exactly. Yeah. What's that called? 
Tobiko. There it's you like go. little tiny orange on the outside. Like they, they, they'll roll around like, you know, an inside out sushi roll in that. Exactly. So, so we right. put that on top. Stunning. I put some of the pictures on Instagram if you want to go take a look, everybody. Oh, I'd love they to. Were, I'm so happy to have inspired you. I'm so That was great. That. And, and the, the, the Balhabai of, you know, of the house, the owner of the company, he would walk by and he would take five at a time and just pop them in his mouth. And like, he's the boss, you know, you know, he's paying our bills. So, you know, I couldn't say, don't do that. There'll be none left. (laughs) It went by, they, they, they were the first things to go. It was like crazy. So that was really, that was really, your recipe is delicious. Just a simple, not crazy, not crazy ingredients. It was really, you know, sometimes in, they, they want you to add an avocado into the, into the lacquer or black beans or hummus or all kinds of, it was simple, delicious. We fried it just right. My mouth is literally watering. I know. I'm hungry now even though I just ate. (laughs) It's funny. I'm having a hard time talking because my mouth is watering. But it was really good. Another thing I loved was the chimichurri sauce. Now, my my, I have a Spanish um, cleaning lady that comes to our house once a week, and she kept saying, it's chimichurri. So so now I keep saying chimichurri. Your chimichurri sauce was great. That was oh, a really nice so compliment happy. to the meat. I'm so happy. I'm so glad you tried it. Uh, what did you think about like the dress up, dress down concept? Very clever. Like- Very clever because, you know, I don't, I don't make just plain food during the week, right? So I took the regular food, you know, like, you know, rather than dressing it up just for Shabbos, I dressed it up for during the week. Wow. Yeah. Fancy yeah. You know what? My kids like food. My kids are teenagers also. Most, I have one little one and then the rest are teenagers. So they right. appreciate the artistry in food, you know? Right, so, right. so we, I really enjoyed that and it was great for people just to get more ideas. You know what I thought it was so clever. I don't know why no one thought of it first. It had to be you that had to think of it. The birthday cake towers. I know, right? What's up with that? That it's was so really funny. clever. You know, it's like when you see ideas that are out there, you're like, that is so passionate. It's so simple. It's so, like, of course, why didn't I think of that? So I'm always happy if some of them happen to me, you know. And um, I was just, I have one oven. You know, I left this huge, gorgeous, you know, custom yes, kitchen. Yes, I've seen your kitchen. Uh, when I made Aliyah. And so now we're in a rental a cottage, they call it here. And uh, I have one oven. And, like, I made it milchik for my Son's, my son is born on Hanukkah, so it's, uh, we do a Hanukkah party and his birthday party. And we had like 50 of just like our closest family here over Hanukkah. So I kosher the whole oven and I made it milchik. So now it's having tons of guests for Shabbos. And I'm like, what dessert can I make on the stovetop? Because like my oven was still milchik and the birthday pancake towers. I was like, I'm making that for Shabbos. Yes. It was so much fun. It's like so cute. It's really, it, it's, it, it's a fantastic recipe. Not, the concept of the book is recipes that you can dress up for entertaining and dress down for every day. I wanted everyone to have this one single fabulous price, 200 recipe, all purpose cookbook. So the idea is that you take these recipes and how to use them for weekday and then how do you, like we said, just give them a little bling for your Shabbos, your Yontif table, a vort, whatever, however it is that you entertain. So like, you know, all these recipes are really fun. They all, we all work overtime and these recipes work overtime for you as well. And uh, I'm glad you pulled out some of the favorites that you're saying because they're some of my favorites too. Yeah, and you know what I, I have to say? Your kids are in that book. None of your other books have got pictures of your family. Right. I like that this has pictures of your family and your every recipe has a really nice story that goes with it because I feel like I'm there cooking with you in your kitchen right. and being part of your family. You know, you've opened yourself up to be, you know, out there and people feel like they're part of the gallows too. And those your pictures of your girls are so cute. Thank you. You know, I write, since the first book, I always said the first book is an autobiographical cookbook. Yeah. And it's not just the recipes in front of each story, but it's all the writing in between the intros or in between the chapters. And I really put a lot of myself out there, and that's like people really connected to that bride who knew nothing and that Valchuva story and that new bride story and the, and the whole, you know, TV producer turned cookbook author, everything. And I think that that's really what initially set my books up apart from everything else out there because we know the truth is it's oversaturated there are amazing amazing cookbooks out there there's a lot of incredibly talented people in our industry that are doing a lot of different things and the only thing that can really set you apart is no one else can be you you know right um so i so i really put a lot of myself out there and it's it's incredible because i feel like it connects all us like we all see that like Three cookbooks, you know, whatever it is, um, how many, you know, recipes, website, 
cooking videos, TV shows, you know, later we're still all, you, Naomi, and all of your accomplishments, and we're all still looking and going, what's for dinner? Like, you know, like, as people should know that, like, it's the same. We all have the same kinds of struggles. We all have the same kinds of, you know, happy occasions. And I really wanted to share it. And for the first time, I thought, let's bring, I always write about it, but let's bring the writing to life. So there are some fun pictures in here to bring the writing to life so it's not just the chicken that gets the center stage. That's right. No, it's cute. Yeah, I have to tell you, I know it sounds really corny, but I like the picture of your, I've got a lot of girls. I know you have girls and boys, but there's a picture of two of your girls bumping heads, like their heads are resting on each other, holding food. I can't remember what the food right, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're, they have funnel cakes. They're wearing braids. So cute. Yeah. I really like that. I, I found it very poignant. It's, you know, you want to, I love the book just because right. I love the whole package that you are, you know? Thank you. So, I just, the thing also about the book and like in the food styling, I'm sure you've dealt with it on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where like, you know, it's like we try to make it real. So the food is real. Like you can actually, like the food is not overly styled. Or even the dress-up stuff is not overly uh, over right. touched. You know right. what I'm saying? It's, and that's yep. why I showed a little bit of the girls, like bringing out the food together. It looks just like your Shabbos table when your daughters or, or whoever it is is bringing out the food. And, you know, it's just all about, it's really about bringing joy back into the food, the family, the kitchen, the preparation, mealtime, and just showing you, like, food is real, I'm real, the table's real. I share, like, my most embarrassing moments. My <laughs> failed bush tort, my brisket that, like, never was meant to be. And I right. go a little bit more into the chicken soup disaster that I spoke about in my first book. And, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, talk about play date. When, like, I went to go, my daughter had a five-year-old play date over. So, you know, it's a play date. So I'm like, you know, peanut butter and jelly, okay, no. Uh, noodles, no. Okay, bread and cheese, no. She looks at me and she's like, she only eats sushi. Oh, God. That would yeah, be so- I mean, like, <laughs> Can I tell you, that would happen in my pen. sushi every day to school. I bought. 3-1-A with a chopstick. Can know? I just tell you, <laughs> last week, my daughter, she goes, Mommy, you promised me, she's almost six, you promised me that, you know, when I would lose my second tooth, that I would get sushi for lunch. So I went out and I bought her sushi and I bought to the school. I was a little embarrassed. Um, that oh, yeah, well, she, please, it's common, it's commonplace. It's um, crazy. Like, it's $5 <laughs> all, but she ate it and she loved it. sushi for the six-year-old play days. It's hilarious. It's very cute. But my kids started, my, my, my daughter who's 15 started making sushi very young. Jamie, did you ever think you'd be called celebrity chef? It's crazy, um, right? Never. In a million <laughs> years, never. Yeah, I never thought I would go into food. I, I always thought I was going to be a preschool teacher forever. Well, I was going to be a president, so. <laughs> there you go. Almost similar paths. Yeah, so. right. And, Celebrity and chef, chef Jamie Gillan. Really, like, I don't love that term because I'm not. You know, like I'm a real home cook. And that's, I say the same you know, thing. But people that earn that, that title, I think, like really earn it. So, um, you know, it's hard because people like always gravitate to that. But, you know, just like a real mom who's making dinner, you Would know. You, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hear that and I, I'm sure all our listeners are hearing it too. Can I ask you something? Would you do the honor of announcing the giveaway? I would love to. Okay, so um, I've got I about well. a minute. I wasn't prepared, Naomi. Oh, oh um, I'm sorry, I threw that book, at you. Joy of Kosher: Fast, Fresh Family Recipes is filled with over 200 recipes that you can dress up for entertaining or dress down for every day. And now, if you are a listener of Naomi Nachman's Table for Two on the Nachman Siegel Network, you have a chance to win a free copy. Thank you. And you How wait. That? Very good, Jamie. You did great on a, on a second's notice. And all you have to <laughs> do. I love that we're giving gifts even after Hanukkah. You know, I know. the gift giving just keeps on going. This is a show that keeps on giving. And we like to really feature, you know, great cookbooks. And of course, yours is number one um, for us to uh, give away right Thank now. You. Um, all you have to do if you want to win Jamie's amazing cookbook is email me. Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. I'm waiting for my, uh, I'll be waiting for my phone to ring um, at the right time um, uh, with email. So Naomi at NachumSiegel.com and just write Jamie Geller's cookbook. Um, put me in, you know, put me down to win and send me your full name and your address and, you know, we'll announce the winner in a couple of weeks. Jamie, That's thank so much fun. Are you going to like, ra- like do a raffle, like a drawing? Like yeah, I do a work? drawing at home. I, I put everybody's names in a, in a bowl and then we, on a ticket, on a raffle ticket, I literally do it. I put it in a bowl and we draw a name out and I bring it to the show. That's so much fun. I love it. I, can I come back on if we can coordinate schedules when we, like, announce the winner? Like, is that allowed? Okay. We, we can do that. If you can coordinate and it's not Shabbos <laughs> in Israel, we'll even have you on live. All right. Well, it's going up now. The time's going up, so we may even have a chance to do that. Okay, perfect. Jamie, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, but Naomi, it's such an honor. I'm hugging you through the phone, and I cannot wait thank to you. see you at KFW. Okay, I'm looking forward. Okay, lots of love. Okay, take care. Thank you, Jamie. Love back. Okay.
That was my interview with Jamie Geller. Thank you, ZK, again for joining me earlier on in this week to uh, to uh, meet up with Jamie uh, over the phone from Eretz Israel. It is Friday morning, and we are going to have to start wrapping up. I hope that everyone will join me next Friday at Gourmet Glut in Cedarhurst on Spruce Street in the parking lot. I hope everybody will join us for our giveaways and our wine tasting and our cooking demonstrations and our interviews with the Abels and Hyman Hod Golan team. Please join us right up until Lichbenching to uh, listen to amazing music by our friends um, which are sponsoring us from Kedem Wines. Our show this week was sponsored by Studio Ina out in Woodman, New York. Wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom and happy cooking. <laughs>